What's good, everybody? What's good? Welcome back to yet another episode of Off the Strength, where we're giving you the inside look into all things wellness culture. I'm a trainer called Tony, and of course, with me, I have some gentlemen of extraordinary league guys. Let's go around the table and introduce ourselves, please. Your trainer, Corey, a.k.a. your favorite trainer's favorite trainer. K.R. Jones is in the building. That's right, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listen to all type from near and far. You are now in tune to a variety hour. That's right. The return. This is when we give you our best foot forward. So hopefully you take your best foot forward and you inform your week better than it has been previously because you are enlightened by the gentleman that's inside here. And speaking of which, gents, how the hell are y'all doing this week? I'm living great, man. Righteously. Here we go. I'm on top of the world, brother. I'm out here biking. You know, I had a little hiccup, but I, I made it through. Hey, man, life is going to give you some hiccups, some lemons, and all that kind of stuff. But we just make sure we make the best kind of lemonade after it, and we remix the whole situation. Case in point, let me let y'all in on a little secret that I had happen, which was a, a little bit of a mix-up and a hiccup. For those people listening in at home and who might have been following your boy and seen me doing some of them City Point takeovers, yo, yesterday's, I thought I had a completely different guest lined up. And did not realize that I was actually going to be on the air with somebody from Fox Sports right until we jumped into the interview. So I had a whole setup and all the rest of that stuff. But you know what? Like a true performer, the goddamn show had to keep going on. (laughs) Kept that thing moving. And we had a great time. I want to shout out to Sarah over there. She might have convinced me to be a part of this new Brooklyn constituency with KD and Kyrie. I might have to be on that side. That's where I'm pulling up for. How was y'all week doing, fellas? People want to know, mm-hmm. did you or did you not have pants on? Listen, for the fans, listeners, <laughs> and people all across the world, you know how I do when I'm on camera and it's a Zoom call. Tony full, the Pooh. Exactly. Straight up. <laughs> Straight up, no chaser, baby. I That's what we're here for. And I'm not going to support it. I will put my foot down. <laughs> your best foot? My best it foot. It should be your best foot. <laughs> I'm not endorsing that. Listen, if I'm hey. getting paid to, hey. to move from here up on that screen, I'm supporting I'm my guy. Up. If my guy need a little air on his belly button every once in a while, you know what I mean? I'm living my best life. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> ain't putting pants on for you. Exactly. I ain't doing it. If we're not going to full offices, why well, I got to wear full? Office attire. That's right. I don't endorse this. Just, just for the record, again. Listen, I put myself out there. I'm going to put my art out here. Now I want you to put yourself back in. (laughs) Take your art. Yeah, my art is here, baby. I'm sharing my art. Keep your art to yourself. Sharing this art. I'm here out here spreading love. It's the Brooklyn way. That's what the man told me. Long as you got on both masks, exactly. Face and waist always stayed on strap. What was yeah, y'all is. week like? It wasn't that. It wasn't that. I'll tell you that much. It wasn't that. I wasn't on Fox News with my with my art out. You know, the art, man. You got to get an art to the people. <laughs> I wasn't on Fox News with my art dangling. You, you know gotta, what I'm You got to bless him with the art, man. So I'm going to let that die down and tell you about my week. Uh my week was great solely because uh, I got a chance to get up with the work wives. We came back. We reunited for the first still time in, in six we go. months. Yeah, unemployed. We still work wives. We still there got we go. Home. And uh, it was cool to, to be able to hold space and share space, especially with my, you know, my beautiful black women out there, you know, just to be able to support them. It felt amazing. No doubt. I jumped back into uh, teaching self-defense again. I hadn't done that in a, in a little while. Well, that was nice. So I have a choice select few people that we did our testing and decided that we're going to interact in a, on a one-on-one level. It's very, it's just a couple folk, but that's who I link up with. And we're, I've been teaching that on the one-on-one. Um, I missed human beings. 
So we had to make a nice commitment to each other. Like, you, you're not going to go around people. I'm not going to go around people. Let's keep getting tested and we can actually do this individually. And that, that's how we've been working it out. But it's been it's been a nice thing to be back outdoors doing work, like doing something movement related, doing something work related. The schedule got heavy, so it was nice to be outside and not just like locked in with my pants fully on. I mean, if you're outside, in. that's typically how it has to go, you know? Oh. Wait. Most, typically, typically, most of the time. That explains the altercations. Yeah, okay. man. You know, it, it gets a little <laughs> hectic out there. And you yeah. know what, Corey? As you were speaking about being outdoors and, yes, you know, appreciating that, we do have to make sure that we take advantage of that because we only got but a few more months left of this. You know, and I don't know what these next couple cold months are going to look like. So make sure everybody out there listeners, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all, all type, all around the world, make sure you're taking advantage of going inside there. And you also said something about motion, Corey. And you know what that motion is going to move us right into, my friend. Oh, you should see oh. it coming. Oh. We're going right into this motion because motion is exactly the conversation that I want to start. That's, 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 that's playoff Tony right I'm there. I'm coming in here He's playoff T, baby. Hola, yeah, <laughs> <yeah>. Tonito is back. <laughs> Not, no. It's back no. Again. <laughs> Remember, you couldn't co-sign something? I can't co-sign Tonito. You should never co-sign somebody giving themselves a nickname. That's just a rule of life. If you gave yourself that nickname, it's never good. But nonetheless, it sounds it's like time. a South American snack. <laughs> it's time for <laughs> Rip from the Headlines and... Corey, art in motion is exactly the topic of conversation that I want to start off with. Now, I want to let the good listeners know that I am, if you haven't picked up from any of these other episodes, a steward and a adamant fan of this thing that we call hip hop, right? In the most purest form. I'm talking about beat breaks, backspins. All that fun stuff inside the there. You know, it started off in the park after dark, my man. You know, I'm getting the linoleum tiles out. We're going to do all the rest of this stuff. I can make the references, but I definitely am not old enough to actually have been inside that space. <laughs> right? But nonetheless, I have an appreciation for the golden era hip hop above a lot of other things. And if people really listen to the show, you might be able to hear some of the archetypes of people that I actually do like. Right? We make references to Brown Sugar all the time. We, You hear some of the music that comes inside of here. So... I have to tell you, and I have to let everybody know, I'm going to start off with the good in this because we are going to go through the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm going to try my best to make this a good story because the art in motion I saw was a new show that one of my former favorite rappers, Common, Common Sense, Lonnie, Petey Risto from the south side of Chicago is now stepping into the lane of wellness and well-being. Peace, y'all. What's up? I'm Common. And um, this is a new show that I have called Common Well. Former activist people, hip-hop artists, Poet Laureate. He's doing a lot of different things. Did you say former activist? I'm going to say former right now. That's where you're standing on this side. I just want to make sure. Common has been a former in a lot of these different categories, but I'm going to keep it on the positive, Corey, because this is still in the good section. This is where we're trying to land the situation. See, the brother Common Sense. When he used to be called that. And I'm talking about back in the days where he was. The like water for chocolate. Like water days. for chocolate. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm talking C O double M O to the end. You heard? The I boy used to love a guy. The I used to love a guy. Yeah. I met this girl when I was 10 years old and I was like, yo, all right, you know, my favorite rapper became an actor and I found problems with a lot of the shit that he put out. So I had to start to lose that love. I used to love him. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how I used to love this man. I'm, I'm trying to find my way back to this love. But you've been putting up a lot of bullshit in the recent years. And I'm afraid this might hey, be the thing. So you're saying he's Jordan from the Wizards. Listen, he came back. 
And it was like, nah, don't don't put the four five on. We need two three. <laughs> this four five is not where I need you. The Windy City is in trouble with this brother right now. I gotta let you know the homie from the go. Yeah, he's been putting out some questionable things, but because the energy and effort behind this mission is positive, I'm gonna still give it good this week. That's okay. right. So in the art of motion, Common is giving you a little bit of his common sense back inside here on some of the people that helped him with his well-being journey throughout life. Now we have seen this brother put the crochet pants on, start to flip the bean pies. We've seen the relationship. This man is easily influenced by the people that surround him. I can tell you that. <laughs> I know what, what a Kanye Common album sound like. I know what. <laughs> Remember when he was with Erica Badu? I know what a candles. Badu. That I know what, yeah, the, he sniffed that Badu candle one Badusi time, and his whole on album changed. Nah, I'm stay out of all I this. Now <laughs> nah, we're gonna go through. This. No, there was some Baduisms I'm in that. I'm going through everything with Lonnie. Lonnie, I want you to hear this eventually because I, I need you to get back to the stuff that you need to go through. I've seen this brother at All Star Weekend putting up terrible shots. I've seen all kind of stuff. All Star Weekend was a huge mess. I've seen a lot. For me. They in the same lane, and he give you that broken spoken word flow hitting you to and fro from time to time i'm glad his ass is not trying to rhyme in any of this shit right here because it is something that is needed <laughs> to make people move forward in life My common well is his new <laughs> new channel that he's developing on youtube guys i want to understand common well common plus well it looks like well and good i don't know if they told him that somebody's going to use that but Common Well is the name of his new channel, and his new show, Art in Motion, goes through these details. Fellas, how do you feel about Petey Risto from the south side of Chicago stepping into this wellness right now? I don't love Common like I used to, but I still got love for Common. I'm optimistic that this is going to come out good. I haven't personally seen it. I'm real optimistic. I'm my guy. Help me help you the perseverance of a rebel he dropped heavier levels a king with words he's seen street dreams deferred i know this man knows these words i want him to listen to him and then take them dreams and put it right back inside this off strength table we could change a lot of how this wellness thing looks i want my to man there. just gave us death poetry i gave, you, bars nah, right I gave now. you common bars now bro. See, I'm a fan. <laughs> here we are if common was to be exactly better oh. than he was <laughs> He got to go back to the corner. Exactly. The corner. So that he can go <laughs> he can faithful. Go. Because exactly. he need to testify that love is testify. in the shower with the food and the real people. Because they say. <laughs> they say your last couple shits was not there. If, if the you world are paying is yours, the yeah. off the strength drinking game, you are lit you, right now. You're drunk as hell again. You man. owe us nine shots. Yeah, that's that's exactly where it came from, man. Yo, Just off cow. I love I love every aspect of that. He came to play right. I love it, and I am putting him in the good this week because I do have higher hopes for this brother, man. That sounds like a forward. good with a question mark, It's though. a questionably good, you know? Good. And speaking of the questionable aspect, Corey, the next story gets just as questionable. This is definitely in the bad, but, you know, personal agency is something that we really do have to return to and make people appreciate because okay. sometimes, you know, not for nothing, we got to thin the herd. In, in some way, shape, or form. And I don't mean that in a negative sense. If something happens to you unexpectedly and you actually feel you fall victim to something that you couldn't circumvent, that's totally fine. That's a different situation. I'm not talking to these people. I'm talking to some of the people that invite some of the craziness onto themselves to make their health be in question. These are the people that I'm talking to. And I really want to make sure that we, you know, we keep track of these people because we got to understand how you come to these points. So when I was looking at USA Today News and I saw a man has died 
eating too many bags of black licorice. I had to stop and really thought to pay attention to how much is too many bags of black licorice we didn't need him. for you to die. <laughs> we didn't need him. That's fine. This is what I'm talking about. That should go into good. That's fine. We don't, need, we don't need you, fam. Thinning up the herd. <laughs> yes, this is in 2020. This man, all the things that you could have died from in 2020, this man has died from eating too many licorice drugs. We talked about being locked down in quarantine and you having snacks that were questionable inside here. And I know I've had some things that I was questioned for inside of my quarantine snacking, but never have I ever eating something to the point where in which I actually had a slight amount of sickness for that would have made me stop beforehand because you know it's not after the first bag of licorice that you you die there have to be stages <laughs> before exactly you what die from essentially what what actually killed him like too much food coloring listen this massachusetts construction worker had eaten he's 54 years old had eaten a bag and a half every day for at least a few weeks and his nutrients inside of his body were completely depleted because this man was just eating candy for weeks Sam, at a time when you slide off the construction site hit the portal potty and it's pitch black don't you think maybe you Something's have a problem. Something's not right. <laughs> it may be right now. <laughs> it's like, there was a lot of warning and check engine signs that had to come up as you're going through the third week of you just eating straight licorice for, for a while. Guys, I need to understand, how do you feel about losing people to their own indulgences? Fam, if I eat reckless over like a vacation or like a three-day weekend or whatever and I wild out, like that third day, I'm like, yo, I need a vegetable, fam. I need some, I need a salad. I need some like something green in here. Like even if it's like reasonably healthy, even if I'm just on some meat only, I still need the balance like your body tells you. His body must have been desperately screaming in falsetto. Yeah, so there's a there is an enzyme and an acid actually that's inside of black licorice and many other processed foods that robs your body of potassium essentially. And potassium is an essential thing. So that's to throw all of your electrolytes and minerals off balance. So after you go through two weeks of not being able to process potassium and other essential minerals your body will start shutting down so he had to have been getting some type of pain some type of like there, there's a lot of different things that were going to be happening <laughs> my based stomach on that. i think i need to put more licorice in yeah <laughs> yo my leg don't work somebody uh, give me some licorice yeah exactly Brother tone i think you confused this uh this should have been in the good category because we don't need this brother <laughs> we don't and, need this guy should have been in the bad nah, so common is still good we man should have reversed those two right there you trying know to mean? give him some love on that side man and, and again <laughs> fellas i i just want to make sure that i understand the world at that point you know i wanted to start this whole situation with a little bit of levity you know in both the good and the bad because the ugly this week is truly ugly i don't know uglier than shit in two weeks of licorice yeah a lot uglier than that you know why Corey? because it involves the gross mismanagement of our justice system and oh, i have Lord. to focus on what happened with the brianna taylor case and what has come across in that space now everybody has heard from all the different news pundits and when we talk about mismanagement of justice when you get charged for the bullets that miss the person this is something that i need somebody to explain to me better in some way shape or form because it wasn't the fact that you killed somebody in their house who for all intents and purposes i think sounds like a stand in stand your ground kind of issue when you're knocking in my door no not warrant coming in everybody shooting i shoot back at you but now i get killed in that direction there's a lot of things that I would want the justice system to be actually fair and balanced about inside here. But just looking at the details for details alone, you can admit that something went wrong, pay out that something went wrong, and then nobody be actually held accountable except for the discharge of your weapon in an adjacent apartment. So the bullets that missed are the ones that get you locked up. This is disgusting to me in 
every way, shape, or form. And this is why this is in the ugly. I don't even have a true comment that I want to rally around. I just want to make sure that while we're using our platform, we do say the same things and speak that truth to this power that this is what we're talking about in terms of why we have to go out of the way to tell you these lives matter. When you have to level out the actual decisions, look at how mismanaged these circumstances end up being. And this is why people are back in the streets and rallying. So I do want to say salute and process this information as best I can because it is as ugly as it is, fellas. To me, it's a message. When you take a situation that is nothing other than murder and you essentially give them a charge for risking the lives of other people, which is not much higher up as far as the consequences to it from hunting without a license. It's along those lines. The response to me was a message. Your life doesn't matter. And now what is the question? And that that comes back around to all the things that challenge the narrative of progress. It's okay to give platitudes and it's okay to give messages of, of inclusion and go in the direction of, you know, we are moving forward and moving beyond this point. But when people take to the streets in that frustration, understand where it comes from. Don't condone the acts. Widely, I would say that there's a lot of different things that we can do. But this mismanagement is why you get the fire next time. Yeah. Is why you get all of that anger and all of that rage coming back and forth. Because this was a low bar to really start to move into this next direction. It didn't take a lot to help people in this side. Kyle, how you feeling on that? I mean, it's with a heavy heart for me, always. I, I still have no desire to fit into a system that was not made for me you know like that's that's just the reality that i have and understanding that justice system is is still kind of crazy i mean i it's ugly I don't, I don't have any any positives for it i don't know what next is i don't know what the next riot or, or protest will be you know but i just know that when enough is enough it's time to change the game there is a point where it goes beyond civil rights and it goes beyond justice and it comes down to self-defense. And that's when I would say it's time to really start to look at the tides that we are bound by inside of our constitutional defense aspects. Like, what does it actually mean to have some of these rights that we espouse by and that everybody should play by the same rules for? What does that literally mean when that's translated into the populace that needs to use it the most to a T? How do we inform ourselves? How do we become educated enough to actually be able to form these places that can be safe havens for our own thoughts, for our own expression, for our own rallying behind protection of our own lives inside there, setting a new standard for that value system? I do agree with what you're saying, Kyle, and I understand what you're talking about in terms of how the system wasn't constructed for that. But I have to take the privilege in that position, too, and also say, OK, if this wasn't built for me, then I now have to build a different system now have to move into a different direction. I now need a little bit more clarity into how I'm going to get from the point that I'm stuck in into the next future, because this point, it can't be here anymore. So what we need is to be able to elevate our level of thinking and be able to move forward. And this is what I'm still rallying by. And that's going to be it from this rip from the headlines. And as I'm speaking about clarity, Corey, you know what time it is, brother. Make sure we are in here because it's still moving. We're going to lift these people back up. Get you on to a higher level. Make sure you're getting a little bit of moment of reflection inside here. Can you take it away, brother Corey? Yes, sir. Jumping into this moment of clarity. One of the things we decided to do is solicit some questions from our listeners and holler at everybody and holler back and answer some things. So we posted up something actually just the earliest today. 
and got a, got a few responses. So I want to jump into one of them. One of the questions that came up was, what does love mean to you? I thought that was dope. I thought that was a really good question. So I wanted to give us a chance to really answer that question and give our personal meaning and definition of love. I want to know who asked you that. <laughs> You're asking the wrong question, brother. <laughs> now, that's an important question. That's why he needs to answer that. As you, depending on who asks, that'll have a different definition. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. Exactly. That's exactly yeah, the yeah. point. <laughs> Anonymity. Yeah, you know, that, there you we know go. I mean? that, that'll turn the good into the ugly real hey, quick. Hey, man, listen. So, <laughs> so what love is to me, love is the visceral and conscious decision to devote energy to the betterment of another person even if that betterment conflicts with your own. Mm. In different phases of my life, that word had different meanings. I got to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Love of what and for what. You know, I'm really trying to practice a radical form of love now for self. I'm trying to practice a radical form of love for the people that are in my orbit and in my existence. And, and this is kind of in that context of where do we use this word? How do we use this word? What does it mean when you do that? So for me, similarly, Corey, it would be how are you showing up, not in spite of what's happening, but because of what's happening. So if I'm in, even in a position of turmoil, if I can love my way through that, like I talked to you, we spoke earlier about this, loving your pain, loving your anger, loving these different aspects to it, and really trying to get into adopting some Buddhist principles inside there. Love today is radical acceptance to me in some way, shape, or form, even if whatever is happening on the opposite side is egregious to me in some way, shape, or form. I'm trying to find, and I can't tell you that this is something that happens every time, but I'm trying to find the capacity to have higher levels of love for things that are outside of what my normal tribe context could be. Because with ugly stories like we had before, it's really the only way that I can navigate through this world. In a, in a comprehensive way. Now, if we're talking about romantic love, we're talking about friendship love, we're talking about all those different contexts, depending on who's asking, it has a little bit of a different refinery process. You're looking at me, huh, for, for an I'm, answer. I'm looking here. at you, Kyle. Love is. Mm. How sweet. How yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm to get into that, my that, comment that bag counts, real that quick. That counts for yeah, a drinking right game. That's, that's one more shot for y'all. Man, uh, I feel like there are a lot of definitions, like Tony just said, whether it be a romantic capacity, whether it be just a relationship. I think in its truest form, love is definitely something that is without ego, without ambition without intention it's just something that just is mm. you know you can't really quantify it as like a number or an equation it's just like yo i got love for you this entity this situation whatever it is this object i think it's just something that it it just is what it is i'll give you a very specific example why i love these two brothers right here because that's the that's the easiest way that i can explain why love fits in the way it does there's times when me and Tone especially, we bump. We, <laughs> like brothers, we bump heads, we argue. It's always with love, though. It's always like I know for a fact that he, whatever he's saying to me, whether I agree with it or not, also whether I want to argue with it or not, I still know it's coming from a place of love in his mind trying to make me a better person. I know that. So when we argue, we argue like that. And that's a big difference. When we link up, we link up as brothers, and I know for a fact that whatever he's doing, I'm doing. I'll find out what we're doing later. But if Tone <laughs> hits me and says, yo, Tuesday, we here at 3 o'clock, I'm be like, all right, what we doing? It's love. But first, it's all right. <laughs> I know for a fact that this brother has my back, I have his back, and I don't care if it doesn't do anything for me. 
Yes, we always try to look out for each other. Yes, everything we do is for the benefit of the squad. But I don't look for where I'm getting in. I don't look for where my up is. If you need something or we doing something, we just doing it. That's my brother. That's that love right there. When it comes to Kyle, number one, I've never met anybody who tries to learn from everything that everybody says all the time. And I pick that up. And what I got from that is to start paying attention not only to what everybody else says, but also what I'm saying. So the idea that I know someone's listening to what I'm saying made me pay a lot more attention to the shit I say. I can't just talk because I know someone's really listening. You know what I'm saying? And I know that same thing. If this brother says he needs something, I'm there. When you get, got the new crib and we was going we to wax some weeds and dig up in the backyard, wasn't even a question. <laughs> that's what we're doing. And that's the love. It doesn't matter what, you, what, what you're getting out of it. It doesn't matter what's coming back to me. What matters is that this is, gonna, this is something you need. Fuck it. This is something you want. We're doing it. Some say that I'm a dreamer because I talk about it often. Seen the hardest brothers soften with their homies in the coffin. Still talking about that common sense. Brother. Your That's bottle love. is empty now. It's not. I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how beautiful love could be. That's where it's on the street. Some say it was hard to see how deep this love could be, Corey. This is what I'm trying to tell you. I want this brother to get back into the booth and get away from all that other shit. <laughs> Go ahead and get him hot, brother. <laughs> Yo. Get him high. Get this brother a steak sandwich somewhere. Yo, we need to get him stabbed. Man, I miss the days when you saw a track and you saw a comment on it and you kind of fast forward. I'm going to go to this one. I had the same relationship with comment I used to have with um, CeeLo from the Goody Mop. Hell yeah, if you man. on this track, I'm skipping to your part. I'm going to listen to your part and then I'm going to go back and listen to the whole track. The love. The love, brother. Okay. See, I was waiting on an assist off the screen or something, but I see that it's not going to happen. So I'm I didn't know if my we own had, bucket. I didn't know if we had any you know more questions, man. I just wanted to make sure we gave it the breath that it needed, bro. I'm going to get my own bucket. I'm creating my own lane, baby. Go ahead, you know bro. You, ISO ball right you now. You coming off Go the ahead, love. Kyrie. Will now, you taking them off the love, Now, huh? speaking of the love that you just spoke of, and I appreciate that, and shout out to whoever answered you that question. We're not going to put them out there. We're not going to put them out there. You know, but much love to them. Uh and raising the bar this week, what I really want to, I guess, tap into or talk about the most would be tapping into your network, first and foremost. We, I know I typically start the bar alone, we raise it up, but I think this is low in the bar because enough people don't do it, right? And it's one of those things where it's not a thing until you make it a thing. Until I reach out to somebody and say, hey, let's get on the phone Wednesday at 12. I'm going to send you a calendar invite. Now it's a thing, right? You see people all the time and hit them with the, yo, let's link up. Let's do this. Let's do that. And it never happens because you never set that date for it to happen. So for me, I have been fortunate enough and privileged enough to have a large network of people that I just come in concert with. And you know, over the weeks that I've been taking this time out to, you know, really step into this entrepreneurial life and things of that nature, I've had the time to reach out to people and talk to many different people about many different things and just kind of pick their brains a little bit. So quick question for you, gentlemen, have you ever had that time where you felt you really had to lean into your network? And then how did that work for you? Yeah, actually, um, when when the pandemic hit and everybody locked in, I had to figure out what I was going to do for a living. You know what I mean? Because we were doing mad different things in fitness and wellness and different businesses and all that stuff. Tone and I had one for a little while. We had a couple things going on. There was mad stuff going on. And then all of a sudden, everything got shut down. And now it's like, all right, what are you going to lean into? What are you going to decide to do? 
And I had a conversation with all my clients individually and I was like, yo, what do you need? What What is the most important thing you need right now to keep you going while we're going through this? Because we don't know how long this is going to last. So I asked them all and I said, all right, here's what I'm going to do. Here's the time frame I've got. This is the amount of people that I can hold. I'm not about to get on Instagram or solicit clients or anything like that. Everybody hit me and said, yo, I want to do this. And also this person wants to do this. Or I know that you can make this happen. So I want you to talk to this person to see if you can help me. One of my clients was like, yo, holler at my dad. Hopefully we can get my dad back in, in the shape doing things. And it, it, that, that internal network turned into why I'm comfortably, I got through the pandemic without really losing any money. And that's not anyone else's story. That's a wild privileged position to be in. And it was solely because of the love my clients had for me and them telling me what they needed and me figuring out how to make that work. I ask you that because the importance of tapping into that network is crucial because it's not only to necessarily ask for help, but it's also there to fill people in on what it is that you're doing. Now, when you fill in people on what it is that you're doing, it's in the back of their mind. They now know. So if it's, oh, I'm training or I'm doing, I'm doing martial arts or self-defense classes and somebody was like, oh, I was looking for somebody that does hit up Corey, Corey. So when you fill people in on what you're doing and when we spoke about this with our dentist and we were talking about fitness on smash and he was like, if you don't know what I'm doing, you don't really fuck with me. That could be a perspective. And That's I one totally, perspective. I totally appreciate it. If I put it out there for you to know and I set it up and we all have this conversation about it, then you should know what I'm doing. Yes. That's the caveat that I was trying to suggest. So inside of that whole aspect, and I think there's love in this story too. What does networking mean and where does that go? And I think a lot of people start off with the objective-based networking and it's like, I'm going to get out here and I'm going to get from point A to point B and I'm going to hustle with this person because I see what they have and I want what they have and I go in that direction. I can tell you that's one of the most inefficient ways to try to network because it comes across as inauthentic. What I can tell you is that I owe a lot of where I sit in whatever position and I think it's successful. I don't care what anybody else feels about it. I owe a lot of what that creative aspect and that impulse to networking in some different way, shape or form. How I got into that networking is that I really do use sweat equity as abundantly as I possibly can. If I don't know something and I do want to learn something, not in a barter kind of this for that type of situation, but here's the stuff that I know I'm dead nice at. I'm going to come in here and I'm going to figure out a way to help whatever the cause is. Even if I get legitimately nothing in return on that side, it's an opportunity to exercise something and to meet and connect with somebody on a real level. That's what networking in some regard has to be. It's relationship building. Yes. And that's where it comes into that love aspect because for a long point in time, I used to define love as sacrifice in some way, shape, or form. And that's when that stoic kind of nature came about. I will go through above and beyond for somebody and they might not even know why attached to it. It might be a love situation, Corey. It has its benefits and then it also has its converse actions as well because it is sacrifice to be sacrificed and to embody sacrifice is a depleting type of action. I can have love for the ability to sacrifice and my tank is a little bit, goes a little bit deeper than most people's tanks. I can go without a lot of stuff before I really start to feel discomfort. But at the same point in time, acknowledging the fact that that doesn't happen in a vacuum or if there's an ecosystem that also is impacted by that is something that was really pivotal for me to understand inside of this year 
the way I do stuff is not the way that everybody else does it. The way I understand the world is not the way that everybody else does it. As you're starting to network and as you're starting to cross pollinate those worlds. So I got people from one world that know me in that one context. Some people just know me as Tony, the tech guy. Some people know me as a trainer called Tony. Some people just know me as this dude that's going to show up and do some moderation kind of thing. Some people know me as a startup guy. Some people know me from, you know, there's a lot of different walks that I benefited directly from networking with my clients and been able to go into different areas of life. And that has really fostered a lot. What I try to do today with networking is take that low bar because a lot of people are afraid of the ask. There's pride, there's ego, there's all the different energy inside there. And you're afraid to promote sometimes because I don't want it to look a certain way. But if you can't be organically your biggest fan first, before anywhere else, I could tell you where the work needs to start. I could tell you what has to happen before you get people on board to whatever it is that you want to do. So inside that networking, are you a fan of yourself first? Do you have confidence in whatever it is that you're trying to get to? And even if you don't, can you show up and be authentically connected to whatever it is that you want to be inside of? Learn, ask, really get out of your own way, pretty much. That's the key to networking effectively. One thing I would add when you're trying to make that connection and you go into like, yo, this is the room I need to be in, but how do I network into this room? Well, if you can't bring something, if you can't, if you don't have something, if you don't have an asset, a resource, or you are not yourself that resource that you can bring in and say, well, I can do this for you. I can create this for you. I can be valuable to you because of this. So let's link. Then don't go in that room yet. Build yourself up until you should be in this room. That doesn't mean there's not other rooms. It doesn't mean there's not other places you can go. But sometimes there's a discomfort with asking to network with people. And some of that may have to do with, are you bringing enough to this table to be at this table? There's a lot of tables. And I'd also say that's clarity on what you're asking. Because a lot of people, if you feel like you don't belong in a room, that's a signal on what you're observing, not necessarily what everybody else is observing. That's true. Right. So if you're walking in there, it's like, I feel uncomfortable. That's that's it starts with a preposition. I feel right. And if you feel that discomfort, well, what is that telling you about your ask, where your alignment is and where your purpose is? If you have synergy and all of those things, I walk into a room. I know where I, I know who I am. I'm going to be me in this context. I'm going to be me in whatever this space is. And I'm talking being around people who have whatever it is that they have. As long as I'm not coveting that, whatever that is on the opposite side, I'm fine where I am. I already feel I feel content. I feel happy. I feel successful. I'm not going to be dislodged in that position. When you do start to go into the pitfalls of comparison culture, that's when the networking gets a little bit more. There's a little bit more adversity inside there. Absolutely. Because you're looking at it from, okay, how do I get what this person has? And that's already starting from the bad side of that negotiation. You put yourself in a context to negotiate from the bottom position. If I'm looking at you and I look across the table and I'm looking at a person that's sitting here as a person is and I feel equal to that, I need to find the humanity here first. That's the networking that takes you, the, the ask, whatever you thought you were going to ask, you don't even have to ask it. It's going beyond that. But if I'm coming in, I was like, all right, let me see. Okay, yeah, this is what Corey got. I'm going to get some of this Corey stuff. I want Corey vibes all day. You're going to feel it. It's like, what the fuck is he looking yeah, at me doing, like this man? for? We, we've all been there. We've all been there. Like, yo, this dude likes me a lot. He's like, yeah, man. Yo, <laughs> I do not like how much this dude likes me. Yo, it me. looks good on you, champ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 you living yo, good, yo, huh? <laughs> yo, ease up, fam. I'm going to need y'all to relax on this networking. All right, we go. Yeah, you know I mean, y'all been out here trying to find forever. Yeah, exactly. Find it forever, man. You, you see, right I'm back still in. going. Petey Reese, I'm still going. No, I, I think that this conversation was important just because 
it with the way that the world is going now people are fearful to tap into that network and i feel like you shouldn't you should reach out you should be that light that you want to see you know what i mean be that you see i'm out here i'm still going uh <laughs> now in continuing raising the bar speaking on food that could kill you <laughs> have you gentlemen seen this travis scott advertisement no. <laughs> you talking about the one where he laying on his stomach with the McDonald's shirt? No, yeah, of course. First of all, hold up. Homie's laying on his stomach for the for the commercial? Yeah. That, that's, that's a difference. It's very reminiscent to the Kanye shot where he had all of his Yeezys and he okay. was on the floor. Travel on a basketball court with all the Travis Scotts that have come out and him like laying on his stomach by a Travis-esque Jordany logo. I can tell you that's not something I was checking for, but <laughs> nope, I'm, I'm going to let that one go ahead and do what it did. And we're going to talk about this McDonald's advertisement. So Travis Scott, of course, partnered with McDonald's and he brought to you the quarter pounder with bacon, barbecue sauce for his french fries and a Sprite to wash it down. Now, this collaboration, if you will, comes with but is not limited to merch of T-shirts, hoodies, shorts, Crewnecks, denim, keychains, house slippers, body pillows, chicken nuggets. Body pillows. Chicken nugget action figures, lunch trays, lunch boxes, and soundtrack. I just want to say. It's a chicken nugget body it's pillow. It's a chicken nugget body pillow. I've seen all the rest of the stuff. The merch list is insane. I got props for anybody getting to the money in a fullest. But if it could kill you. I, this is why. Like black licorice. So hold on. This is also why Don't I respect. Eat the body pillow. I respect personal agency in this story. It was like, listen. Supersize me. Did Travis tell you he was eating this? Because I see how Travis is giving it up. No, he ain't eating it. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's shit. <laughs> the fact that they had to advertise this is made with real meat gave me all the information that I had I ain't seen him take not one bite. Totally fine. I respect an entrepreneur getting the fullest extent out of his run for but whatever what about it's going to be. message for the children? I still do like to get this sponsor money from time to time. <laughs> Putting it back in the context of where that's going. It's not up for me to be somebody else's judge on what your vices are. Everybody's going to have a vice. Now, is he telling you that you need to go out there and eat that every day? Is he telling you that yes, you need to move? Yes, for $6. Listen, man, people have... <laughs> With a side of licorice. <laughs> people need to do what they have to do. And play comment after you finish. You could get all of that out. I salute the brother Trav for hustling at that level because a multinational corporation did not need to come over into his world. But why did they? Is the real question. And this is what I'm trying to get to on that. Just the brand equity that he now has to lay out any of his other deals. He's talking about being a rapper is now on the same echelon as where Michael Jordan was in 1995. Just real. Mike sold LeBron. You had that same energy for Bron. Bron sold the burgers. A rapper is in the same direction. He was younger when he did it. He still sold the same exact meal. It was a bunch of stuff that they telling you that you know Mike is not sitting down with two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun before a game. Mike him, might have. Him with a whiskey and, and a cigar. Him and Larry Bird were <laughs> never eating those sandwiches <laughs> the way that they made you believe it. Right? So what are we actually talking about? The whole world is advertisement. The whole world is sales. If somebody from our culture is actually capitalizing on that, hopefully... I would project this part of the story. Hopefully he takes whatever revenue he does on that side and whatever people are going to get from what we might see as a vice. 
and puts that into something that is actually beneficial towards the other people on that side, right? I would have the highest of aspiration, the highest in the room, if you will, for that. <laughs> that brother touching down on something in that direction. Now, see, where I draw the issue is with Travis Scott fans. Mm-hmm. And then you got, like, sneaker collectors and merch collectors and things of that nature. He bought them all in one spot. Well, no, no, he did. And the problem with that is people are going to hold on to this stuff. That's and totally McDonald's fine. food doesn't go bad. Because it is bad. So somebody could hold on to this Travis Scott merch 20 years from now. And I'm talking 2040. Yeah. And pull out this quarter pounder with bacon. And it's going to look like he got it yesterday. Nah, he got the real meat one. It will be just as healthy. He got the real meat one, man. He got he got the ones that no, go on. It didn't say now. It didn't say now 100% meat. It said now with meat. Yeah, it's made with. So what so was it previously, before? there wasn't meat in there. They had Beyond Burgers before Beyond Burgers. That's just innovation, all you hearing. <laughs> that's all you hearing on there. You know, little particle bread burger that you getting on that side. Yeah, no. That sounds like something that I can't relax responsibly with. It does oh. not. It does not. It's very irresponsible. But I still will give them whatever they needed to do to make that happen. Props to that. Props to the shift. Props to the assist. Kyle, how are you relaxing responsibly this week, my friend? Man, I'm going to pass that mic to Corey. Corey, how are you relaxing responsibly this week? <laughs> Glad one of us was responsible with their relaxation. Yeah, man. Actually, I, I really dug into the relaxation and recovery side of the relaxation joint. Go ahead, so, brother. What I did was I put together a little, little little advice pack for everybody for the things you want to have if you're trying to relax and recover at the crib. So I would suggest you, one, get yourself a percussion gun. When you say percussion gun, what are you talking about, Carl? Like the Theragun, the Hyperice gun. I personally use the Tim Tam. Big difference, actually, between those because the RPMs are very different. Yeah. And the power is very different in those. I would recommend that people try out the different devices before you jump in so you will feel that difference. Right. One of the other things I would say you want, you want to have some stretch bands, yoga mat, definitely, so you have something to stretch out on, keep yourself protected. Some foam rolling, and a lot of people don't know how to foam roll. So reach out. Let us know if you want us to dive into foam rolling and what that would look like and what the different aspects of recovery would look like. Yeah, that sounds like it'd be great content to get the visuals off on. Yeah. It's funny you should ask. One might have been working on such a product or concept, if you will. So with my patented. <laughs> be careful how we use that yeah. word, right? <laughs> it's not, it's not patented. Say, not patented. <laughs> patented pending. Patent pending is different. Patent pending. You know, one-stop shop. I was uh, about to say, this will go out. In this at some point. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I've definitely been working on some products uh, under, under construction. NYC is what it will be called. And it will be that fix of everything that you're speaking of. So there are two massage balls, a yoga strap, and a foam roller. Just to give people the tools that they have or the tools that they need to get to that level of mobility, uh, muscle relaxation, overall relaxation. That's really what it's all about. You have to be active about your relaxation. You can't just decide, I'm a chill. It has to be intentional. You got to plan it out. You got to put your stuff together. You got to get your gear. I can't chill if my hamstrings are tight. And you also can't bend over and pick anything up or whatever the case may be. It's, or yeah. if you get the, the cramp from, from the backies, you know you know what I'm talking about? You, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, after a leg day, you start to giving them the gold medal. Nah. <laughs> giving the gold medal effort out. And you, you lock up on the gold medal effort. That's what we're going to slide right past and get into a deeper part of the story right now. Oh, you're getting deeper. <laughs> Go, yeah, man. Gold medalist in the back shot. You know, that's how he's doing that shit. So he's going to move gold right past this part. in the back shot. <laughs> we're going to get into some of the stuff that I did this week to relax a little bit bit hey man you know what i tried i tried this retail therapy guys you know what retail what? therapy you was? spent money listen man who's money first of all <laughs> that wasn't your money <laughs> it might not have been. it might not have been. <laughs> listen it 
just because I was getting the retail therapy on, even better if you don't have to spend your own money. That's oh, how yeah, I was exactly. giving up. I was thinking yeah. about being a housewife for a while. I have told y'all since day one <laughs> how I felt about doing this. But actually, now I did have to spend some money on a couple different pieces. First, I got a new laptop. It was hey. very needed. It was critical. Y'all will be getting some better sounding episodes coming down on Make that sure side. Get some protection on that bad hey, boy. Hey man, you know what? Put it's a mask on three places now. Stay strapped. You know, <laughs> the piece that I was most excited about, to be honest, was my hundred year plan jacket. That's right. I got a shout out to the big homie Weege because I had to pull up and get my varsity blue on, fam. I felt good about the situation. Leather bound goods is giving you an aroma to sit back, relax, and you know I need a banana cognac. To sift, you know, what? as I'm in this position, <laughs> I don't know what, what wrist motion this that is. is, my, right? this is my... circumduction, right there. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. That's where I'm at with my banana cognac. How do you first up b- banana? Banana cognac. <laughs> is it banana flavored cognac or is it cognac made with bananas? Listen, you asked a sounds... lot of questions. Corey. When I was in Jamaica, I had a dirty banana. <laughs> See, but I don't think that's, that's what not what that about. means. That's, that's a, a different that's a sexual situation. Position. That's a whole different True. situation. We going into that. I'm just just let no, me. It was a I'm really confused as to your gesticulation right here. Because it seems like you would spill the yak. Nah, I got this yak on deck, baby. In the jacket, don't worry about it. This is this how I relax. I ain't tell you nothing about how you relax. Let me get my damn relax on. When I come in here with my jacket and the yak, you're going to see it. Just make sure you got pants on. Yeah. That's it. So retail therapy is something that I definitely want to check out because it does make you feel good to add a couple new pieces inside the situation. I just want to point out that the man who doesn't wear pants bought a jacket. Yeah, because it's up top, fam. What, you about that's to have brand. you about to have a cold tinsel. The that? weather is getting colder out here, and you out here with no pants and a damn leather jacket. How is that not a, on brand? With a banana cognac. Yeah, with the, man. With the twisty. I'm, I'm in here with the wrist and the wrist. It's all Look about the, the flick of the wrist. That's what there I'm telling tell man. You know, stop hating on my situation, man. You, however, you need to relax when you do, Corey. Make sure that you relax. Responsibly. There we go. That's the important part of the day. It looks good on hey, everybody because we all got different ways to relax. I hear you, man. <laughs> Yo, keep it light, you know? Because you know, less. Kyle, there's a light that it shines. should be <laughs> special for you. For you. <laughs> special for you and, and me. me. <laughs> The delay. We got to get in there. He's like, wait, where's he going with that? What's you must that? have had a Travis Scott meal. You yeah, feel? He's Are like, we living in a dream world? Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, now you're starting to get in that, that punctuated ass flow. <laughs> it's like, Are you asking me a question, dog? Like, what's going on with Are this Are your eyes still green, girl? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I know you're sick and tired of arguing. First off, I knew a girl whose eyes were green at one point and then wasn't. There was a call contact. She yeah. was lying. It was <laughs> fam. It was it was the early nineties. Like call it contact. It wasn't really the wave yet. She, I didn't know. She was gaming. She was I was scheming. like, yo, you seen the green eyes show it? And everybody was like, who? Scheming. <laughs> Ain't nothing but Keisha from up the block with the brown eyes. Yep. <laughs> I got gas. Same old. She Keisha. used me. That's the five. Don't do that. Don't do that. This is how we're gonna stop getting you off these bars. We talked to too many theater people and singers. Now everybody wanna come on here and bust out the high notes with the frog. <laughs> Right on the WB. <laughs> this is not what we're doing. I'm about to go home and watch the fifth element right Listen, now. Like, this is not what we're doing, and this is not what we're gonna give these people to leave off the show with. We gotta leave them off with a little positive emotion that you might have thought about or you want to get achievement on into next week, fellas. This is the thing that we want to give people so that they step their game up and say, you know what? These brothers out here trying to reach a new height. How are we gonna get to this new height this week? I hope deeply in the depths of my soul down to my cells and the mitochondria that we don't lose any more people to black licorice. Can't give up nobody else to this black licorice. It's out there. It's really out there taking people out. Kyle, what are you hopeful for coming back inside of this next week, brother? You know, I had something 
poignant. You know, to, to say to just to just really lay on the people, but, yeah, man. but the black licorice, black right licorice there. is there. It's, it's taking people that out. Really, really it's worse than black out. ice. <laughs> black licorice is killing more people than black ice. Yeah, black <laughs> ice was causing problems for a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the hope I will say is, get to it, get active, mm-hmm. go out there and get that work. And if you mess up, the motherfucking count. Add five more reps. Hey, man, I That's like it. that. I am hopeful for in the upcoming week. A little bit of what I would say. I'm, I'm starting to get down to the start of this October side. A couple of projects are coming down to the final point. So once they do take off, I am looking forward to the ability to actually be able to take some time off. And I do want to go not too far. I'm not, I'm not going to be up in Tulum where everybody's been at. You know, shout out to you if you're doing that. That's not where I'm at. I think that's down, Tony. Hey, man, listen, I'm going to head up. Depends over. on where you start. Yeah, you know, we're from Panama, baby. You know, Central America's going <laughs> You're from Panama. Exactly, baby, exactly. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted over on that side. You know what I mean? All of the Americas. Shout out to all y'all out here. I'm going to head up, <laughs> up the Hudson River Valley. I want to go check out Storm King over here. So that's what I'm hopeful for. I'm going to make that shit happen. Get this little outdoor art exhibit inside here while the fall foliage is coming into four. Get this orc. Told you I'm, se- I'm serving the art. <laughs> Keep <Or>. the art <laughs> to yourself. No. I'm serving the art to people. Just make sure your art ain't swinging out there in these streets. It's art for everybody. <laughs> this is where we at. Just so you know, if you out by the Hudson River, are you not entertained? <laughs> you might catch Tony the Pooh with the dangle. Hey, man, listen. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure that everybody gets a little bit of this art, this TLC, and I spread love the Brooklyn way. That's right. That's not how Brooklyn spreads love. This is how I spread love, baby. Once again, it's been another fantastic episode of Off the Strength. I'm a trainer called Tony. You're a trainer, Corey. K.R. Jones. Peace and much love to y'all out there. Until next time, we'll see you soon. Are we supposed to point now? Uh, That's what I do. That's what I was feeling. (laughs)